Our scripture reading is Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 through 14, and our message today is entitled, Encouraged and Be Encouraged. Uh, This is the word of God. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Today we're taking a break from our sermon series on the gospel according to Abraham. And one of the reasons I selected this passage from Colossians is because we are going to do a Bible study on Colossians. I've been racking my brain about what is the best way to equip our church with the Word of God, that the Word of God may dwell richly in our hearts. And so in the upcoming weeks or so, uh, we will have two Bible studies, and this is open for everyone. One will actually be um, during the mornings for those of you who are available in the mornings, and this will be in person, probably in the Duluth area. I know that's far from many of you, but but we're going to accommodate as many people as we can and say, hey, come to so-and-so place at so-and-so time, and we're going to study Colossians together, and we're going to fellowship over God's word together. Um, we're also going to meet on Zoom during the week in the evening as well. I'm going to choose an evening. And for an hour and a half, we're going to go through Colossians again. This is something that we as God's people need. And I I wish I could sort of like, I wish you were like my little kids. I could, they're not little anymore. But I wish I could just take you guys and say, sit down. You need God's word. Sit down. This is actually good for you. But you're of age. (laughs) And it's up to you. God wants you to own your own faith. There's a certain amount of joy when you know that you're doing with other people or people say, hey, come, let's, let's do this together. That, that's wonderful. That's God's blessing. But there's a time where you yourself have to say, I need God's word. So if you're interested in studying Colossians with, with me and with your brothers and sisters, During this time, just find my phone number or find my email and just email me or text me and say, Pastor Young, I'm interested. And I will find a time for us, for as many of us as we can, to go through Colossians in the evening, for those of you who who can do Zoom, and for those of you who are available during the day, um, to meet together at some place in Duluth or, or wherever would be central for us to have coffee. Um, fellowship and to talk about God's word together. This is long overdue for us, brothers and sisters, and I'm praying and hoping um, 
that the Lord will bless us as more and more of us dig into the word of God. Encourage and be encouraged, brothers and sisters. I think many of us would raise our hands and say, I agree with that sentiment completely. We need to encourage people and say, God made you the way you are. Enjoy what God has given you, your talents, your gifts. Don't worry about the people around you, what God has given them. But be thankful for who you are and what God's bestowed upon you. Encourage people and say thank you. Thank you that you were able to, to come have lunch with me and just listen to my heart as I spoke. Be encouraged. Yes, when people make the effort, whether it's a text message, a call, or that gift from Amazon.com that you didn't know was coming, that someone thought about your needs and addressed those needs and you felt loved and cared for. As human creatures, we are social. As human creatures, we need affirmation and love and encouragement from one another. For those of you who think, no, I'm good alone, or you know what, I can, I can do it on my own. I have my internet, I have news, I have other things that, that, can, that can keep me busy. You don't understand that you're actually having many, many encounters with people that you're just unaware of. And those encounters are actually encouraging you, and you're actually encouraging people just by showing up. When I was in Japan, I visited a friend of mine, and we had family dinner together, and I sat there. And if you know anything, well, I don't want to put a huge blanket over every, all, the whole entire Japanese culture, but I remember sitting there and having dinner, and no one spoke. I was like, this is odd, but just no one spoke. And I asked my friend, you know, you know how come your family doesn't interact during dinner time, you know? And... And she said to me, it's we, just being in each other's presence is enough for us. We are a people who need one another. And we praise God that he's made us like this. To receive encouragement, to receive love but at the same time to give encouragement and to give love. Now this passage here is, has a very distinct, distinct take on what is encouragement and what does it mean to be encouraged. And in fact, for those of you here and those of you who are joining us 
online. I want you to think deeply about this. Because the encouragement that God is talking about is the encouragement of being known by God and being loved by God. And this encouragement will be sort of a, you know, a checkup for many of us about whether or not we ourselves are encouraged by God and are encouraging others in God. And if we're lacking, God is gracious. And God will show you, hopefully today, what you were made for and what you were built for. Here in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 through 14, Paul is talking about the church in Colossae. And he's writing them a letter. And in this letter, he is thankful for them. He's thankful for them. He's thankful for the faith that they have. He's thankful for the way they love all the saints. They, he's thankful for the way that they, they love him. They're thank, he's thankful for the way their faith has been played out. And Paul sees their faith, and he's thankful to the Lord. For us as God's children, when we see one another, we must be thankful above all else for the faith that we have and the faith that is shown in the body of Christ. Paul's letters, there's no fluff. There's not, nothing like, hey, Colossae, what a wonderful city. I had such a great time visiting there. Your, your church building is so wonderful. And hey, your, your food is so great. I didn't know the, the food there was so much better than the food in Athens. You know, not, nothing like that. There's no, hey, thank you for taking me around and showing me downtown. And, and I like what you're doing with, uh, uh, with the city square. There's nothing like that. Or, hey, you know, I love your jokes and I, and I love just, just hanging out with you. And there's nothing like that. It's not that it's not important, but it's not central. Paul is thankful for the faith and the outworking of the faith of this church. We as God's people, when we speak words of encouragement, or when we receive words of encouragement, we have to be people who are, who are liberal and gracious to look at one another and say, I am so thankful for the way God is working in your life. I see the way that God is giving you a love for his word, a love to be with him. I see the way that you sacrifice to show me encouragement, to be by my side. I thank you for your prayers. 
I thank you that you're before the throne of God interceding on behalf of me. This interchange between Paul and the church in Colossae, if you look at the church, at Paul and the church in Rome, the Paul and the church in Philippi, Jesus and the people that he is with, the encouragement is about the gospel, about knowing Jesus and being encouraged by people who know him as well. And this is what gives us life. There will be times, and we're all guilty of this, including everyone, where you would rather hear someone say to you, you look pretty. And that has more weight than someone saying to you, your faith is beautiful. There will be times in your life when you're more encouraged by someone saying to you, Man, you're the smartest person I know. Rather than someone saying, hey, thank you for sharing with me that one verse. And it's not that wanting to look good or, 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 or wanting to, to, to use the gifts that God has given you is not a bad thing, not an important thing, but it's not the central thing. We need to be people, twofold, who are very liberal in encouraging people as they battle for their faith and battle to know the Lord. And number two, we need to be people who are always encouraged, encouraged the most when people recognize our relationship with the Lord and our desire to serve him. This is what makes the church a church. This is what makes the community of the body of Christ different from any other community. This is what makes a gospel-centered community a gospel-centered community and not just a religious community. A religious community simply says, hey, here are some simple morals that we want to live for. Let's see if we can do these good ethical things. And we'll encourage, oh, you, you came to church today. Oh, yeah, you, 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 you were good to that person today. And when we confuse that with simply, Jesus loves you, and I see how much Jesus is working in you, we will put moral, moralism becomes that which handcuffs you. Whereas God's gospel will free and liberate you. There's a difference. I read an article a couple days ago about this this professor, University of Wisconsin-Madison, and he was talking about China. He was talking about the population there. And he was talking about how, how can China solve its population problem? You know, is it economic? Is it sociological? Uh, you know, can the government step in? You know, you know, what can we do? His solution was, was surprising to me. His solution was religion. Religion is the way to solve the problem. Why? Because every religious tradition 
has a goal of the, the, the beauty of family, the beauty of children. Now, you can read that, and you can say, this is the purpose of religion. It's to, to help society. And you know what? There is truth in that. But that is not the purpose of Christianity. To simply bring about socio-political change. But the purpose of our faith is not the products of how it helps society. The purpose of our faith is our relationship with the Lord. And how we are able to share that with one another. This is what God, this is why God bought you and bought you at a price. What's beautiful about Colossians 1, 9 through 14 is that you hear his prayer. Listen to this. Asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Does that sound like just a simple religious prayer? This is a prayer about you knowing God personally, that you would have wisdom and understanding of who he is and how he works. That you may be able to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Again, is this a religious prayer? Or is this a prayer about compliments and encouragement that you think you need? No. Again, this is a gospel prayer. Bearing fruit and love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control in such a way that honors God. That we need to grow in knowledge about God. God's word needs to change us. In fact, if God's word doesn't change us, something else will. But God's word, we believe, is the only thing, only standard that is right for you and for me, for God's people. In verse 11, may you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience and joy. Again, praying for strength for you guys, encouragement. Giving thanks to who? The Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Why? Because he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is the prayer and this is the heart of encouragement that Paul has and desires for his people. When we hear a prayer like this, Brothers and sisters, when we see this, we can't just sort of gloss over and go, all right, this is nice spiritual God talk. This is nice spiritual words that we say. This is something that we as a 
Christian society, the words that we use to bring healing to people, to bring some sort of general hope to people. No. These are God's words that should strike the core of your being, that should make you be in awe, that should make you drop to your needs and thanksgiving, that should make you weep of how much God loves you, that should give you the strength and the power to say, if I need this, my brothers and sisters need this as well. They need the knowledge of God. They need to grow in his, in the, in his faith. They need to bear good fruit. They need to know that they're no longer in the kingdom of darkness, but they've been bought by a price. They need to know that they have forgiveness of sins. This is the central encouragement and love that we as a church, that you as God's people need to give and to receive. This church. It's important that we have things in common. It just, it just helps us to break the ice. And for many people, that's, that's sort of what they want. They just want good friends. They want something they have something in common with. I dare you. Well, I shouldn't say it that way. I don't want to be too, too rough here. But God wants you to put those aside they're important. But right now, put that aside. God wants you to have relationships in the body of Christ because of Christ. God wants you to look at one another and measure each other as someone who either needs Jesus or knows Jesus. God wants you to receive encouragement from brothers and sisters about your walk and your love for the Lord, your struggles as well. Jesus' talk must be more and more prevalent in this church. You know, if someone comes up to you and says, hey, uh, I just read this verse about praying, and it says that you should be filled with all knowledge of his will and spiritual wisdom and understanding. You know, and you know, you're talking, he goes, hey, let's, let's pray. Can I pray for you that God will give you this knowledge? You yourself, when you hear that, you shouldn't be go, oh, this is so awkward. This is so weird. This is too spiritual for me. But instead, you say, please, please pray for me. Because you need it. This type of encouragement is your food. It's your water. It's your sunshine. Brothers and sisters, strive to create all your relationships on Christ. Strive that your heart would just enjoy hearing people say, you know, I enjoy the way God, I, I enjoy being with you, but I can see that Jesus is really important to you. 
could you tell me why? I can see that without Jesus, that your life, your life doesn't make sense for you. Could you tell me why? Our Lord Jesus died for us. Not so that we can live a better earthly life. Our Jesus came to us. Not so that we can therapeutically figure out and, and receive criticism well. Jesus did not die for us so that we could have a book of spiritual sayings that might or might not be the word of God, but they sound nice. But Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And he loves you. Be encouraged that God loves you. Be encouraged by the truth that you are sinners saved by grace. Always be encouraged by the truth that you can come to the Lord. Always be encouraged by the truth that you can do great things by the Spirit for the Lord. And may he bless you and bless this church. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we, there is no one like you. Father, we confess to you, Lord, that we are people who seek compliments. It's just who we are as human beings, Lord God. We seek to be validated, and we seek to validate other people. In fact, many of us will, will validate people in hopes that they would just validate us as well, Lord God. And Father, this is just who we are as human beings made in your image. And this one, once again, it's a, it's a signal, it's a, it's a sign, it's, it's this big neon um, billboard that, that is speaking to us that we need you, God. We need you to validate us. We need you to forgive us and to give us life. And we need to be able not to manipulate people in order to feel love, but we need to just love because we've been loved by you completely, fully, perfectly. So, Lord God, as we approach the table for communion today, we ask for your grace. We ask that you would speak to us and encourage us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.